Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, and welcome to Stand Out, the podcast all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. I'm Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. And right now, as we are recording this episode, we are at NEPO 2019 in Fort Worth, Texas. Every year, NAPO has a conference, and I love making it a priority to attend. Every year, I learn so much from my peers, from our industry leaders, and from other industry leaders who join us to share their knowledge so that I can apply it to the work I do as a business owner and as a professional in the productivity and organizing industry. And what I love most are the in-person connections I can make. I get referred business from colleagues I meet at conference, or I refer out work when friends I know are asking for referrals in other markets. Of course, you can absolutely meet people on social media, forums, etc. but there's something about meeting in person at an industry conference that makes that connection a little more special. And a little later today, we will all be sitting down and kicking off the start of conference with our keynote speaker, Michelle Prince. Having this opportunity to all be in the same space for an hour or so is truly special. We get motivated, we get hyped, there is a lot of energy in the room, and this year will be no different. Michelle Prince is the best-selling author of her first book, Winning in Life Now, and is a highly sought after Zig Ziglar motivational speaker. She has gone on to author dozens of additional books and products in the areas of achievement, motivation, productivity, and success. She owns her own publishing company and is the founder of the Book Bound Workshop, which helps soon-to-be authors get their story out of their head and onto paper. Michelle knows we all have a story and is passionate about helping others tell their stories so they can impact other people's lives. Michelle has been referred to as America's productivity coach because she has learned the secret to overcoming procrastination and living a happier, more abundant life. I am so excited to hear her keynote a little later today, but I might be just as excited to be sitting next to her right now where we can share her story and expertise with all of you our listeners. So Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is so exciting because usually I connect with people on the computer, but like I said, in person yes. is so much better. It is so much better. Gosh. I so I feel very honored to be here with you. Thank you. Leading up to conference, I just mm -hmm. dug into your, your journey and it's an exceptional one. Thank you. And what's interesting is a lot of attendees here are on a very similar journey to the one that you have behind you and that you are currently on. So so you're almost like this, this person that our attendees and our listeners can say, wow, that's an amazing road I, I could take. And so I would love to dig into that with you. Yes, absolutely. That's why I'm here. I'm yeah. excited. Great. So I learned about you that early on in your career, you met Zig Ziglar and it kind of changed your life. Totally. So can you take us to right before that meeting and why he was so important to you? And maybe even just in case someone doesn't know who he is, which might be a little hard to believe, but maybe just in case, say, share who he is and 
and why that meeting meant so much to you and then yeah, how it changed you your bet. life. You bet. So, and I didn't know who Zig Ziglar was when I met him either. Oh, okay. Actually. So Zig Ziglar is probably best known as one of the best motivational speakers of our time. He has, he started in sales, uh, his career helping other salespeople, but he just exploded all over the world, inspiring, giving people hope and encouragement. And so to meet him when I was 18 years old was pretty uh, impressionable. And it's a long, crazy story. And I will tell more of it when I do my keynote tonight. But meeting him opened up my whole world of personal development and and really my passion. I didn't even know what my passion was at 18. I mean, how many people do? I know my teenagers don't, but I was so absorbed with everything he was teaching and there was just something I couldn't explain, but I just wanted to be a part of it. And I remember walking up to him at the end of the conference and meeting him and and gushing all over him and, you know, practically telling him I'm going to work for him one day, <laughs> and which I did truthfully do. And But it was amazing because I did end up working for him pretty much five years later and right out of, out of college. So... His impact on me was so profound at an early age that I, I kind of started my career just knowing how important your passion is and knowing the importance of goals and self-esteem and all that. And I'm so blessed that I got to have that opportunity but because I've carried it with me my whole life. That is amazing. So after that meeting, what did you do to make a difference in the rest of your your career path so that you were 18. I was 18. So you were just embarking upon college. Did you already have a major picked out? Did that change it? What did no. you do? And that's funny. I I didn't. I, the, the seminar was actually the weekend before I was leaving to go to college. Okay. So I got all pumped up and then they <laughs> I went away to college. And it I know it helped me because uh, I did really, really well in school. I My grades were really high compared to high school. And But m- more than anything, I got involved in leadership. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really, any group that I was a part of, I wanted to be the leader. I wanted to give back. I wanted to feed into people. And I know that that came from a lot that I learned from him. But even though I was the college, you know, typical college girl, right? And even though when I graduated, I had kind of forgotten about that passion of working for Zig or that passion of, you know, wanting to be in in motivation and personal development. I had, it's a long, funny story, but I ended up running into the organization again, just out of college. And it was that moment of like, oh my gosh, that's right. I'm supposed to work here. (laughs) You know, I'm supposed to be a part of this. And long story short, I ended up applying for a job, got it on the spot. And that is what set everything in motion. And so, and I'm so grateful for it. But I do know I'm not, it's not that I was just in the right place at the right time. I really believe that at 18, when I met him, I set, kind of set an intention or I set a goal. I set out there what my dream is and what my Mm -hmm. passion is. And it's amazing how we just will always go in the direction of our thoughts, whether we're, you know, consistently thinking it or not. But I know without a doubt that that was uh, divinely uh, orchestrated for me to end up cold calling on his company five years after I met him and then getting a job with him. Yeah. So what did that job mean for you looking back in hindsight? I'm sure it built this foundation to which now you can speak on and share. So tell us about that because you were cold calling, you were marketing, you were you were selling, which is not exactly what you're doing now, but I'm sure that helped shape what you share with us and, and your keynote. So explain that to us. It is. And it's so funny. I was the reluctant salesperson. I did not want to be a salesperson. But when I had an opportunity to work at Ziegler, it was in a sales position. Mm-hmm. So I was selling books and tapes back in the day, mm-hmm. a long time ago, and seminar seats. And we were selling Zig to go speak on stages. And I loved it because I knew what we were doing was making a difference. No matter what somebody bought, they were going to be inspired. They're going to have hope. And and it was so encouraging. 
but it was still a sales position. Let's let's face it. But what I learned there was the importance of a mission. Mm-hmm. And I remember just Zig walking around the office and he was so encouraging and so, you know, asking about our lives and wanting to be a part of it that you felt a part of him and his mission. And I just wanted to serve and I just wanted to, I wanted to make him proud. You know, I just wanted to, I knew what he was giving people and I wanted to make sure it got out to as many people as possible. But that experience, you know, only working in the corporate office for a couple of years, I was just under four years, it set the stage for my next decade or more in sales. And I ended up going into software sales and a, a couple other areas. But that it all stemmed on the foundation of working hard, integrity, goal setting, all the things that Zig teaches. And it was incredible. And I do, I, I teach now a lot of what I learned, but it's amazing to look back and just see how it, it was all perfectly planned. Which is something me. you didn't probably no. think about orchestrating perfectly. I couldn't have. <laughs> right. But like you said, if you set those goals early on, yes. even if, you know, we're all human, we get sidetracked, things happen. But if you set that clear intention mm-hmm. early on, and it's true in your heart, then you'll make your way back to that. If you it's- do. It's just amazing. Our mind is so powerful. It's like a computer in a way. Really, it's what you program in. You will get that output. And it's why Zig has always taught that it's so important to put the good, the pure, the positive in because that's what you're going to really marinate on. And that's the direction you're going to go. But you know, if some people don't like goal setting, it's okay. Just Think of your dream. What do you really, really want? And find a way to just keep it fresh in your mind because you will go in that direction. It's never a straight line. Correct. I can promise you. Mine was not either. I can assure you. But you'll zigzag all over the place to where eventually you'll end up really, truly in the direction of what you've been focusing on all these years. I think that's a really important thing that I hadn't even thought about preparing for our talk today is a lot of people that are in the organizing and productivity industry, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of people's second careers. And it's something that we find later on when we are, um, for me, I was laid off at a job. Mm -hmm. And so I was desperately searching for who I was. Mm -hmm. And I hear that story a lot. Or they've been in an industry that they never were really passionate about. But I love how you're saying you can take the good out of the, you had a great experience, but whether it's great or not, you can take bits and pieces and really apply it to the work that we're doing now. Absolutely. And let me just say, it wasn't all a good story. I mean, I started my career with Zig and how incredible was that, but I did make the choice to leave and I quit and I went off into software sales and I found myself 13 years later, just miserable, Mm. truthfully. And it wasn't because I thought, you know, money and success was really what I would make me happy, but that wasn't the case. It was, I wasn't living my passion or my purpose. And I I do see that. I see it all the time, people. And there's nothing wrong with corporate America per se, but if you have a higher calling or if you have a, uh, you just know in your heart, you want to do more or be more, it's a tough place to be because you're, you're kind of straddling what you, what you have to do or should do versus what you want to do. But like you and like me, when you do have the courage and you break out and you, you do follow your passions and your dreams, it's, it's amazing. The doors just kind of fly open or they can, Mm -hmm. but it's not all perfect. And my story definitely isn't all perfect either, but it's worth it. It's worth it is what I tell people. Just don't look back. Life's too short. Life is too short. And I think that makes our story so much more rich and you have more to share on the stage, whatever that stage is for you, community, your family. Yes. And in fact, that's. A, I'm so glad you said that because you don't have to be a motivational speaker to oh, make a difference. Right. You can do it over coffee with someone in your community, your client that desperately needs a little bit of hope or encouragement. And, and we all have that opportunity. Now, some people do want to build a bigger platform. Sure. That's what we're going to be talking about later today when I do my keynote because there is 
of reason why building a bigger platform is important. It just helps more people. That's Absolutely. really what it boils down to. But you can do the same thing with one person. And that one person might even be in your home. Sure. And who knows what that one person will then go on to do. It's yes. this domino effect. Yes. It's that hope and encouragement. And we all need it. And you don't know who you're inspiring along your journey. Absolutely. So I, I, before we kind of got on, on microphones here, I was talking to you about, you know, our listeners are productivity specialists, organizers, people who have a knack for having order within their lives or enjoy making order out of chaos. So while we understand that, I said, you know, it's like the shoemaker's kids, they don't have any (laughs) shoes sometimes. So I was hoping you can maybe speak to our listeners, whether you are thinking about jumping ship and starting your own business or jumping ship and becoming an employee in our industry, or maybe you've been in business for five, 10, 15 years to speak on how overwhelming it can be to be this person who's supposed to have everything together and share that knowledge with other people and get paid for it to maybe in their home life or their professional life, not always have everything together. And how, what you would say to those people to to tell them it's okay or, or how they can get over this, mm-hmm. wh- whatever it is for them right now, what would you share with those people? I would share what I pretty much told myself. And I, you know, I, for many, many years, uh, I'm a self-proclaimed, uh, or, or I will, I should say, I'm an, I've overcome uh, people pleasing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Most of my life, early in my life, early in my career, it was all about making my boss happy, or this person happy, or that person happy. In many, many cases, to to not making myself happy, and that's a that's a hard that's a trap, really. And that's where I see people who are desperately wanting more because they're just not happy. But you know, there's so much that we have within us that. It needs to be shared how unperfect we are. I really believe this. Authenticity is what we crave. And especially in a world of social media and in a world of everyone just looks so perfect. And I think, and even speakers, you know, there's people that will stand on a stage and just perfectly perform, but it doesn't mean they're a perfect person. And I think, and, and being in the productivity world myself, I can say you teach what you need to hear most. In most cases, you help people with what you're still needing help with, right? And you really, it's okay to be vulnerable and say, you know what? My life isn't perfect, but I'm working on it. And I might be one step ahead of you, but I can turn around and share with you what just happened in that one step to hopefully give you a little bit of more hope and encouragement. But uh, nobody has to be perfect. I I laugh sometimes, but my church slogan that we go to now is no perfect people allowed. (laughs) And that is freeing, right? Because who is perfect? And especially for those of us in this industry, it's almost better, I think, when you're just authentic and just say, you know why I love productivity? You know why I love to make order out of chaos? Because there was a time in my life when maybe it wasn't. Yes. And I just think we all connect better. We're just human beings that... We just want to know like, oh my gosh, thank goodness you have problems too. (laughs) Right. I'm not saying misery loves company, but what I am saying is, wow, if she could do that and now look at her, yes, then I can do that too. You know, and it's a scary thing to do that. It is. It oh, really is. It is. You you show up at your client's home and you're and you have all the things that we're going to do, or they come to your office or the phone, whatever, however it is you work, and you want to bring to get this for this this product. Yes. But then you wonder, well, can the client relate? Yes. Because you have to get them to join you on this journey. And you're clearly not there, or right. they wouldn't be hiring. Correct. You. <laughs> right. So you're saying to maybe open up a little bit, share 
the bumps in the road. I always say, share your backstory. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to know why you do what you do. And everyone wants to know your motivation of why you want to help them. It's it's good to, to have something to help someone with, but they really deep down want to know why. Why, why do you care so much about organizing? Why do you care so much about helping me to be more productive? You know, what is it? And for me, why I love productivity is I spent so many years miserable, stuck, and just paralyzed in fear of, well, I want to do this, but but what if, but what if, but what if? And so it was my procrastination that kept me from years of probably, you know, helping other people more, right? And so for me, the reason I love productivity is to show people when you can overcome what's holding you back, when, whether it's procrastination, whether it's maybe un- being unorganized, when you can overcome that, that's when you overcome what's holding you back. And that's when you're able to share that with other people. Everything we do boils down to it's your story. Right. And how you share that story through your clients, through your prospects, through your website, it communicates who you are. And we want to work with people we we connect with, right? Right. We want to work with people like us. So if you are, you know, holding off and everything's so perfect, and you know, it, who can relate to that? Absolutely. So. And I think that lends to as well. There are other there are other speakers out there. There are other mm-hmm. productivity specialists out there. And so sometimes we have this fear of, well, it's already being done. So oh, why me? Yes. Why, so what do you say to people who have that fear? <laughs> so I have a publishing company and I publish a lot of books or I, I help people to find their story. And that's one of the first things people say, well, I want to write a book on leadership, but that's already been done. Or I want to write a book on motivation. That's already been done. There is no original thought, truthfully, right? But mm-hmm. it's our story behind what we want to talk about. Perfect example. When I wrote my first book, uh, it was called Winning in Life Now, How to Break Through to a Happier You, which is a funny story because I didn't tell anyone I was writing a book. I wasn't really ready to step out or stand out like this podcast is Mm -hmm. called. I wasn't ready to put myself out there yet, but I wanted to write a book just to share with my kids, my husband, my mom, my dad. But that book, I remember having the negative limiting belief of well, who would want to read my story? I mean, Zig Ziglar's already written a million books on productivity, or on, uh, sorry, forgive me, uh, motivation, personal development. And there's a million other authors. What would make mine different? And I just had an aha moment. And this was probably about 12 years ago. And I thought, you know what? But my story's different. People may pick up my book that wouldn't pick up Zig Ziglar's. Absolutely. A mom who can relate to the overwhelm. I mean, I when I wrote my first book and launched my business of doing what I get to do now, I had two kids in elementary school. I had a kindergartner. I had, you know, a second grader. It was so chaotic and I was traveling full time in my software job. I was so overwhelmed. And it is just, you, you just have to share that because I, I think people just want to know that they're not alone and that everyone has a dream. Everyone has a goal. And then if they see you doing it and you're like, you know what? It wasn't easy getting here and I'm still trying to figure it out, right? Yes. Because even though you get to one, you may get to one step or a plateau, but then you still have 10 more to go, but somebody might be just a couple steps behind. And, and that's what I always try to encourage people to do is don't think of yourself if you're going to share your story or, or put yourself out there that you're any better because you're not. Right. But you are maybe one or two steps further along. And that is powerful to someone who's still struggling. Absolutely. So no matter what, share your story yes. and get it out there because yes. you and your unique situation, it's important that you share it. People need that. They do. And be professional and put your best put, foot forward. And there are specific things you need to do to really build a brand and and really get more clients. But at the end of the day, people want to know you're just, you're, you're human. Yep. And we want, humans want to work with humans. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially humans who are needing what we have to yes. offer because yes. they're not quite here yet. And what an incredible industry it is because you are not just helping people organize. You're giving people 
hope that life can be better than it is today. Yes. Oh, yes. We're going to take a very quick break to hear a message from Napa. But when we come back, I want to dig a little bit more into this book bound workshop that you created. So we'll take a quick break and I'll bring us back in. The National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals is proud to offer NAPO University courses in various formats to accommodate different learning styles and further your education when and how you wish. For the entire course catalog, visit napo.net slash education. And to join NAPO, visit napo.net slash join. All right, we are back. We have the NAPO 2019 keynote speaker, Michelle Prince with us. I am very excited to be truthful with you to have her right here across the table from me. And she just casually mentioned that she's the founder of a book bound workshop. And you also own a publishing company, don't you? I do. I mean, that's epic. That's big. What inspired you to do that? And how is it going? And what can you offer the listeners out there who want to share their story via a book. Well, I laugh because of, uh, I would love to tell you I sat down and I, I put out this whole strategic plan, <laughs> how I was going to build a business of speaking and coaching and then do a publishing company. <laughs> Never in a million years could you have told me I'd be doing what I'm doing. But I get to do this and I'm so honored because there's something spe- – we all have a story. Everyone has a story. And we were just talking about that if you're not using your story in your business, you're really keeping people from you and, and people want to connect. But your story is – there's so much that can happen as a published author. It opens opportunities for you that you wouldn't necessarily have without it. And it doesn't mean that you are any different. In fact, I am the exact same person I was the day before I wrote a book and the exact same person the day after. But what happened was that book opened doors of opportunities I couldn't have even imagined, let alone make happen. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question on the publishing company, though, what I as I was out there speaking, so I wrote my first book and that did launch and it did open up great opportunities to speak and, and do consulting and things like that. But as I was out speaking, I kept meeting amazing people like yourself and people that had a great story, but they just didn't have a platform. They didn't know how to get it out there. And so I would... I just wanted to help them. And it started with, you know, hey, Sarah, let's get on a phone call. And let me, I promise within 10 minutes, I'll help. I'll, you'll all have your story figured out for you because I promise it's in your head. We just have to get it out on paper. And that's what I would do. And then that turned into, I had four or five people asking like, oh, hey, I want to write a book. What do I do? How do I publish a book? And, da, da, da. and I'm like, okay, let's all just get into a room. And before I knew it, I was doing a live events four times a year called Bookbound. And, and we're going to have our, our 10 year anniversary next year. So wow. in 2020. So I've been doing this a long time and the, it's, I always say, it's not about a book. It's really about your story mm-hmm. and how you use that. Now, if you do want to put it into a book, being published author, like I said, will it will catastrophe, I mean, it will, it will increase your revenue and opportunities more than you can imagine, but you don't have to have a published book to leverage your story. So that's how it started, but it wasn't, it, it became, it was more out of a passion to see other people that if I can do this, you can do this. And if I have a story, you have a story. And if my story is inspiring one person, then yours is going to inspire one person. And and so this Bookbound Workshop is a three-day event okay. where we teach everybody everything you need to know from how to write a book, what is your story. Um, in fact, every single person, knock on wood, in the 10 years we've been doing this, we've never had one person leave without them mapping out an entire book, wow. chapters, subchapters, stories, all of that. And even people who come saying, I'm just here because my spouse wants to write a book. 
they leave with a story too, because everyone has one. And the hardest part is just getting it out. And mm-hmm. so that's what we do day one. And everyone has their whole book mapped out day one. And then we go into what are my options to publish? Because it is kind of a foreign world to a lot of people. It's not rocket science, but you do need to know, you know, are you going to tr- traditionally publish? Are you going to self-publish? Are you going to partner publish? And what what are the options? And why would I do one over the other? So we teach all of that. And then we talk about, okay, now what? Now, how do you build an author platform? Because you can have the best heart, you can have the best story, you can have the best desire to help people. But if if you don't know how to market a book, no one's going to know about it. So we, we go through that whole thing of marketing a book, building an author platform. And I'm going to be sharing some of that tonight, but it's really more focused for people that want to to publish a book. Sounds like it's a great accountability opportunity, but to be held accountable by someone who's done it over and over and over again has seen success come. So that would be money well spent, I feel, if you have this in your head and you've been wanting to do it for so long and you just don't know how. And you know what I love most about it? I love seeing people publish books, don't get me wrong, but it's more what to see when somebody is sitting there and they just have that aha moment of like, yes. oh my gosh, everything I've been through, and, and face it, we haven't all been through good things. Wow. That means I can use that now as part of my story to help someone else. And just to see that realization like, oh my gosh, all this was for it no, wasn't for for no good reason. Right. There's a there is a reason and I can share it with someone else to give them hope. Absolutely. So you really diversified your business too. I mean, you're a speaker, mm-hmm. you're a coach, you have a training business, you have this publishing business. How does someone diversify their business like that and still have it all kind of be humming along? Do you have any tips for business owners out there who maybe have been working with clients exclusively and they're like, you know, I've got this handled. Now I want to do this. Or someone like me who I've, I've, I am a multi-passionate person. What are some tips you can give us to go out there and diversify? Well, first thing is your message is your message. But you if you only provide it in one way, you're really only helping one group of the population because we all learn differently. So, you know, if you are working one-on-one with a client, but that information is valuable to someone who likes to read, then taking it and put it in a book. Or if somebody, you know, needs that information and and they want to hear it at an event like this, then you need to take that same core message, but the ability to speak. So it's really still you and your core message. You're just providing it in different ways to touch as many people as possible and their learning style. Sure. But it's funny when I started, so I... I mentioned the book I wrote, I didn't intend to start a business. And I, and I didn't tell anyone I even had the book for a few months. And by the way, Zig Ziglar wrote the foreword to it. So I have a book that I Zig Ziglar wrote the foreword to and I told no one. <laughs> um, I ended up publishing it myself back before I knew anything about publishing. And But what happened was I... When I finally got it out there and we, I started telling people about it, that what came to me first was consulting and coaching more than anything. Mm-hmm. And at first, I was so excited because I just wanted to pour into these people one-on-one, and I did. But, but I did realize very quickly that trading time for dollars is difficult because there's only a certain number of hours in the day. Yeah, absolutely. And I was very clear on my boundaries with my kids being young. I wanted It wasn't all about building a business for me. I wanted to balance my children, my husband, my life, right? So... I realized really quick that I can't do this only. So that is when I started to diversify. Okay, how else can I help people without me having to do it one-on-one every day right. or every week? And so that's really what started other products, home study courses, digital courses. Speaking kind of naturally comes out of writing a book. It just does. I, I can't say that I had this grand plan. I did reach out and I did offer 
to speak for local groups. But once you speak for one group, it kind of becomes this snowball effect. Mm -hmm. And and there are ways to build a speaking business, but it is a natural result of writing a book, truthfully. And, And it's not even about the book. It's just a natural result of being the authority. And you are the authority on your story. But it is important to diversify, though. But to answer your question... How I did it and how I really went from from just being a small, you know, solopreneur, and I was when I first started. In fact, when I started my business, I was still working my software job. Really? Because I just wrote a book. I wasn't planning to do anything with it, but but people started calling me. And before I knew it, I'm doing coaching and speaking and selling software. And so it wasn't for for at least another year or two that I I was able to leave and, and do this full time. But it gradually started to happen. But what was I going to say about that? When I really made the jump from solopreneur to really building a company mm-hmm. was when I, I realized I can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And you have to have a team and you have to trust a team. And a team doesn't have to be a full-time employee. Mm-hmm. It could be somebody, a virtual assistant. It could be somebody that just helps you part-time. But don't un- underestimate the power of a team. Because my friend, uh, I have a friend, Howard Partridge, says that if you if you can't have the dream without the team, or you either give up the dream without the team, or you get the de- the team to build the dream. You can't have them both. Got it. So you really have to invest in other people so that you can grow and diversify and do more. And I love that it's the message that you truly believe in yes. that then drives everything, everything else. Everything. And really, it, you know, I speak on many different topics, but it all falls under the umbrella. I love productivity, but not necessarily just for time management's sake. It's more for when you finally realize your goals and your priorities and you take action, that's when life gets really exciting. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But I love to motivate people. I love to inspire people. I love to help people grow a business. Because after being on the other side of it, it's like, wow, if you just do these little things, you can go from being a solopreneur to having a huge business. And so, but they all tie together on just motivating, inspiring, and encouraging people to just find their story and get it out there. And it's staying true to that that message that you decided on or that you are discovering along the way. And I'm, I'm sure it changes and it evolves. Oh, absolutely. But it's amazing to me, though, the core of your story doesn't. It's just mm-hmm. tied to your purpose. It's mm-hmm. tied to your passion. It's just tied to who you are. And, you know, our business, our brand, it's you. It's who yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. So so um, you are a Zig Ziglar, what is it, approved motivational speaker? You are... So there is a couple different things. I am actually their brand ambassador. So that means I get to go out on behalf. I know I'm so incredibly fortunate for that. Right after I launched my book, Zig was still alive. And I was very, very honored that he had asked me to join their speakers bureau. And that was, gosh, 10 years ago. But then Ziggler has, over the last six years or so, created a program called the Ziggler Legacy Certified Trainers or Ziggler Legacy Certification. And what that means is you can go through a certification to train on teaching Zig's program. Mm. So I am definitely a ZLCer is what we call them, but I also help uh, new ones that are coming in to to really position themselves and build that brand um, because it's it is about that as well. But yeah, there is just to be able to. I, I still get emotional when I think about it. But you know, at eighteen, I met Zig. He inspired me. He changed my life. He gave me a job right out of college. I mean, truly, just that alone impacted my life. But then you know, fast forward all those years later. He endorses my book. He encourages me. He, you know, there is nothing I want more than to carry on his legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, he died several couple of years ago, and and that is my passion now to take what and it all goes back to what you feed into someone else. Mm-hmm. You you inspire them to want to help you and continue that mission, and and I'm on the mission to to keep his legacy alive. 
That's beautiful. And I love, and it goes back to what we said before, you can help one person over a cup of coffee or like today you can help several hundred in an audience, but no matter what you're helping someone. And I think that's why we're all doing what we're doing. Yes. Why we're in this industry of productivity or organizing. We're in the business of helping people. That's exactly. And when you have that clarity of your message and what you want to do, then things start to open up and the sky's the limit, really. Mm -hmm. I have one question before we get to my last question. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people wonder how this is. Okay. So you write a book Mm -hmm. and it's just you and your computer screen, or maybe it's your old fashioned, you like to handwrite, but it's just you and your thoughts and your experiences. And then you say, it opens up all these doors and then you just, you you know, you get to speak on it. What if speaking terrifies you? (laughs) What if you write, someone's like, I don't want to write a book because what if it does become successful and then I have to show up on stage and share it? What do you say to those people who are kind of introverted and they kind of love the idea of writing a book because they're on your screen, but they want to share, people want to hear it from the author themselves. So what do you have to say to those people? Well, I'll just say you still ultimately decide what you want to do, but what, what, happens every single time. And I'm literally hundreds and hundreds of people. We've helped write books and I've seen it and they start very shy. Like, mm-hmm. oh, who am I? I don't have a story and I definitely don't want to talk about it. But once you realize, once you get clarity on your message and then you do a little bit of work and you get it out of your head and on paper and you you publish it, then you start to realize, you know, maybe I this really could impact someone. But you don't have to want to be a professional speaker. There's a big, big difference between somebody that just goes and speaks to the local NAPO group or to the, the the chamber or the Rotary Club, you know, or your church group. But it's not, it, I always tell people that you have to remember, it's not about you. Mm. It's about your lessons that you've learned and the story, your, your backstory and how that can help someone else. And when you just turn that spotlight off of yourself and you kind of turn it around to the audience, you feel much more comfortable speaking. But the other reason is, is for people that really want to make a difference or grow a business or both, it will take a long time to meet for one-on-ones mm-hmm. if you think about it. If you yep. just have to meet someone for coffee or, or lunch every day, that's going to take a lot longer. than So that's one-to-one than if you speak one-to-many. Yes. I mean, the, the number of people that will be here today would take me uh, over a year to meet with one-on-one. And as much as I would want to you know, when you're on a mission, you're like, no, I, I want this message to get to as many people as fast as possible. And so you get more comfortable with speaking. But but if you don't want to speak, that's okay. It's okay. But I will say you're speaking every day. That's right. So just pretend like you're talking to one person and you won't have the jitters. <laughs> I'm sure if you start small, start work, small. like you said, yes. work your way up, see where you're comfortable. Exactly. I didn't start, you know, in big groups. Zig Ziglar did not start in big groups. So just start where you're comfortable and then you'll grow more comfortable sharing it with more people. That is a great message. So I always ask our guest to leave our listeners with two sticky notes, which are high impact pieces of advice that they can write down on a sticky note, maybe put on their bathroom mirror or in their office wall or in their car that reminds them this week of something that they can do to make a difference in their lives, um, in their business, in their industry. What would you leave our listeners with? Well, two things. One, especially as a fellow productivity expert, we know what to do, don't we? We know how to take action, but we don't always do it. It's never going to be a lack of information keeping us from our goals. It's always the lack of implementation. Mm. So whatever it is you're wanting to do, you know, take take our own advice and just do it because uh, I do know life is just too short. And, and many people have lost people know that to be true. But the other thing is you have a story and it matters. 
Even if it matters to one person, it matters. And you are not doing this business just for yourself. You're doing it for someone you're going to impact, right? So the sooner you take hold of your greatness and that you have this ability to impact more than just one person, the sooner, you know, that you help people. But also it's just, that's when you kind of step into what you're you're supposed to be doing. And I, I tell people, you just have to own it. Yes. We, especially as women, are the first to put ourselves in a category of, oh, well, not me. No, why not you? Why not you? And why not now? Now's the time. Absolutely. I always take that back to the oxygen um, mask, yes, right? Yes. You got to put it on yourself first before you can help the person sitting next to you. Yes. Same in life or business. I think that's easy a, to say. Yes. Sometimes hard yes, to remember. Yes. Because you feel guilty. You, yes. But I was just going to say, I'm giving you permission to do it because when you do, and this is exactly what happened to me, when you do, you liberate other people to do the same mm -hmm. and you give them the permission to go out and do it. So go out and inspire someone. I love that. Michelle, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your expertise. And if you're lucky enough to be at conference, this isn't the end. You're going to hear a whole wonderful message later this afternoon. So I, we're, we're truly lucky. If people want to reach out to you or if they want to learn more about your, your bookbound workshop or anything else that you offer, where would you direct them to go? Either michelleprince.com or bookboundworkshop.com. But find me on social media too. I'm, again, just like you. So I love to connect with people one-on-one. -on -one and, and if we get an opportunity to meet in person, I'd love to do it. That is wonderful. Listeners, what are you going to do? How are you going to make a difference? How will you let this episode impact this week or next week? Are you going to practice that oxygen mask theory and maybe help yourself first so that you can help all of your clients achieve what it is that inspired you to do what you do so you can change their lives and help them achieve what they want to achieve. I love the idea of taking baby steps when it comes to maybe writing a book and then doing that next step and then that next step and just using that story of my journey to take me from A to Z. And then when I get to Z, looking back on all of that and seeing how that can't help inspire someone else. So I'm Sarah Karakane. That wraps up this episode of Stand Out. Thank you for being here with me and for learning with me. If you like this podcast, if you're able to walk away with just a nugget of inspiration or something valuable, please leave us a review, hit that subscribe button because we want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So in addition to subscribing and leaving us a review, please feel free to share this and every episode with your colleagues, your team, or whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time and I'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out brought to you by NAPO the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.